Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies has joined us on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Paul McGuire Grimes. It is great to be hey, here. We're so glad to have you. Now, you all know Paul McGuire Grimes from his website, Paul's Trip to the Movies, also the podcast. Paul's trip to the movies. Yes. And Paul, you've been all over the place. Doing some junkets. Yeah, so last Friday and Saturday, I was in New York doing the junkets for this new Mark Wahlberg Rose Byrne movie called Instant Family, and that was a treat. And then the new Tyler Perry movie, Nobody's Fool, which we'll talk about, um, and those interviews are now up on my YouTube channel, Paul's Trip to the Movies on YouTube or on Twin Cities Live this afternoon. Then on Sunday, literally flew back. The next day, I got to do a Q&A at the Uptown Theater with Timothy Chalamet and That's Nick awesome. Chef about their new movie, Beautiful Boy. And how was that? So cool. It was phenomenal. I mean, it was a sold-out house. And just to talk to them about what this movie's about, about meth addiction, and to kind of get their approach of how do you talk to people in your life about addiction and for them to get help. And then to hear the audience just so moved by this movie and to then talk to Timmy and Nick Chef and ask them questions was such a treat. It was really great to be in that audience. Was he nice in person? They both were. Talked to Nick a little bit um, about his about his life and his book tweak. And then Timmy was really nice too. Like he, he got fan, like photos with fans afterwards. He answered oh, fan questions wonderful. and I got a photo with him afterwards. You can see that on my Instagram at Paul's movie trip. Yeah, Very they're cool. both super, super nice. That's awesome. Well, let's. Um, I, I I barely know where to start because I know the other thing <laughs> that 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 we want to hear about, um, is Bohemian Rhapsody because yes. that's the there's a lot of buzz around that movie. Well. Uh, and I know that you saw that, and it's not necessarily all good buzz, right? So let's let's get there first. Okay, yeah. So the new movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, it's about Freddie Mercury and Queen covering the years 1970 through 1985 when Freddie approached this college band to be their lead singer and songwriter. And then the movie flies through 15 years of their ups and downs as a band, him creating the, the sound in the studio, him be- discovering his bisexuality, him having AIDS, and then it ends with the Live Aid concert that we know. So... There's been a lot of conversation about this movie before it ever came out. People had all sorts of opinions about it. What types of opinions should we actually be having, having actually seen Having actually seen seen it, I want to say up front that I was really disappointed in it. Okay. I feel like it covers too much. It is trying to go super fast, this Wikipedia page of their story. And then what story are they trying to tell? Are you trying to tell a movie about Freddie Mercury and the genius that he was? Or are you just trying to talk about Queen, the band? I feel like that gets lost in the Mm-hmm. as they're trying to cover way too much. Rami Malek as Freddie is fantastic. He gives a really great performance. He really captures the physicalities of who Freddie was. But on the other hand, I never felt like the movie trusted his performance enough to let us just watch him. Mm-hmm. The camera's always flipping back and forth and going between him, the band, the audience, and the crowd. I wanted to sit and watch Rami, and I never felt like I got to do that or be on stage Like things were Freddie. just moving too quickly. Moving too How long quickly. is that? It's like two hours and 20 minutes. Oh, so it's a long film, but you still felt like the pace was really... Yes. Like, like trying to cram too much. Tried, and then you never get specific. It's tame at the same time. Like, I want to really feel the... Str- like, I did feel the struggles that Freddie went through, but not enough. Mm-hmm. Like, the highs of the movie are not great enough to then combat the really lows of the movie. And then the, the, it's kind of told... Like, the timeline is incorrect, too, which you get out of right. Rock by, You know? Like, he actually didn't 
discover that he had AIDS until well after the Live Aid mm-hmm. concert. And then that happens before in the movie just to like cover it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they don't want to straight wash Freddie. Like that has been coming the part of the conversation too. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily happen, but then they don't dive in deep about him being bi mm-hmm. or gay mm-hmm. or having AIDS. So in the grand scheme of things, at the end of the day, what did you think? I'm giving it two out of five ticket stubs. Ooh. I'd rather just go and watch performances of Queen mm-hmm. to relive the magic. Now, maybe if you're a Queen fan, you'll like it because you get to hear the music, you get to remember what Queen was like, but then at the same time, maybe you want more out of this, and I wanted way more. You know, it sounds like, I mean, you know, it sounds to me like, again, one of the bigger mistakes that they made is, is uh, to your point, trying to cover too much in too short of a period of time. A lot of times when we see some of those biopics do their best is when they focus on a narrower yes, sort if, of event. Yeah, if it was going to be just about Freddie or maybe just about how they made their sound in the studio mm-hmm. to get to become who Queen was. And I think part of the issue was that the surviving members of Queen are involved with the movie. So I think mm-hmm. they wanted to make it more There's of a too glamorous. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. It's yeah. Way too many cooks in the kitchen, especially yeah. if you know the behind the scenes. Then you have Brian Singer in there, and we all know about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Crazy well, and it's and almost nights. too bad, too, because it, it sounds like Rami Malek's uh, performance was so amazing that it's almost wasted on, it's, in this. Yes. Because if there were just an actual opportunity for him to play Freddie Mercury in the Freddie Mercury story. That would have been amazing. But likely he won't get that opportunity now because no. it's sort of wasted on this. Yes. Okay, so I'm not watching this this weekend. Is mm-hmm. there anything that I actually need to There's watch? There's a fantastic Melissa McCarthy movie in theaters called Can You Ever Forgive Me? It's based on a true story. And she plays this author, Lee Israel, who was going broke and decided to forge letters posing as literary icons to then sell them for hundreds of dollars. Mm. Bizarre true story in New York. Um, I think it happened in the 70s or 80s. And Melissa McCarthy giving a performance of her career. Like, you would not have expected this out of what we've seen of her lately. Sure. And I think that's why this movie is so good, is that you don't quite recognize that it's her, and it's this reserved, this really sad woman that destroyed so many relationships in her life and now has nothing. And then she meets this other guy, played by Richard E. Grant, um, a gay friend of hers. And the movie kind of follows their friendship as she's doing this charade, selling these forged letters. And you're thinking, this has to collapse at some point. And it does. So, and so we're not seeing the Melissa McCarthy mm-hmm. who's going to make you laugh doubled over in stitches like you saw in Bridesmaids. Right, or, right. And wow. she, she does get you to laugh at some point because she's a kooky character. Mm-hmm. So she finds that humanity and that humor in this woman to then make you care for her. That's the funny thing is you care about this woman. You want her to get her life back together. Mm-hmm. You care because she is now at a sad place in her life. And Melissa McCarthy does that so well of finding that balance of a con artist mm-hmm. that you care about. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. How many tickets? Four out of five tickets. There's a lot of Oscar buzz for wow. both her and Richard E. Grant. And then Jane Curtin is also in it as well. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. We have to talk about this because of the junket you did for Nobody's Fool. Yes. So I went and got to interview Whoopi Goldberg, Tiffany Haddish, and Tyler Perry and the rest of the cast. Oh, God. In it's the same YouTube. room? Well, I mean, Tiffany Haddish and Tyler Perry were together in one room. And then another room, it was Whoopi Goldberg and Amber Riley. And Whoopi Goldberg, I've looked up to my whole life. When I was a kid, I saw Sister Act 2. And it inspired me to join our church choir. And Mm -hmm. I've been in many choir, show choirs. And then we played Joyful Joyful at our wedding reception to then tell Whoopi that. She was so nice, so gracious. And I could see that she was touched by that. That I felt like... I. 
it was a dream come true for me. And you I had really, a whoopee connection. It was a whoopee connection. Did you, um, do you feel like you walked away feeling good about how you thought about whoopee? Because that's the yes. thing when you meet somebody that you've idolized for so long, There's, you're not sure how you're going to feel about them. After I you felt great about whoopee okay. afterwards. That's awesome. I love her even more now. That is awesome. Which is the good thing about these junkets too, is you get a different respect for these people too, when you just get to talk to them. Yeah. I haven't people. seen a lot yeah. of Tyler Perry movies, but I was like, I understand. And when I got to talk to the other actors about what makes Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry, mm-hmm. I understand why he is this force in Hollywood and why he's such a great guy. Yeah. And he's awesome. super funny too. So uh, in 40 seconds, the movie and the, and how many ticket stubs? So nobody's fooled. I'm giving it three out of five ticket stubs. Tiffany Haddish and Tika, Tika Sumter play these sisters in it that are very different. Tiffany's very much the wild child. Mm-hmm. And what, what happens when she is released from jail and now thinks that her sisters end up a fake online relationships oh. and she calls in the catfish team to figure this oh. out. Oh. So it's sounds funny. funny if you like Tyler Perry movies. If you're a Tiffany Haddish fan, you will lo- she's on fire in this movie. Like I was rolling over laughing super hard at her. Awesome. Yes. Paul McGuire Grimes, thanks for joining us. You'll be on you. Twin Cities Live yes. today. More of those interviews on Twin Cities Live and on my YouTube channel. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. Paul's Thank trip you. to the movies.com. Check him out there.